Good morning and happy Monday. I am recording this Friday morning because I have a super busy weekend and I want to go ahead and get this already recorded and everything so that it's ready to go out Monday and so that y'all can listen to it. So, if you're here listening, welcome. Uh, if you're listening any other day than Monday, well then, happy whatever day of the week it is. <laughs> I'm sorry if the title of this might have confused some people. Um, I think what I'm going to name this is the story behind my cross. And the reason why I said my cross is because I am a barrel racer. If you do not already follow this podcast or whatever if you were somebody that's new to this and was like what is the story behind my cross like if you're really really christian and want to hear christian stuff i guess this would kind of be like one of those things that you can listen to but i just want to go ahead and go into this if you are new here my name is shalane hughes this is my podcast the story behind my cross i am a barrel racer and i always wear a yellow cross on my saddle so, that's the, that's the whole gist of it. If you don't want to listen to this, then I completely understand. Um, but if you do, then we're going to get right into this. Alright, so we're going to get into it here. Um, I think it was yesterday I had put up a questions box asking like what topics, what questions, future guests that y'all want me to put on the podcast... And one of the questions that had popped up was, is there a reason that there is a cross on my saddle? And, y'all, this story goes years and years and years back. Like, over ten years back. Um, let's see. I want to say that we're up to fifteen years. I think this April, well, I say April, probably about this time fifteen years ago is when the story of the cross started. So... When I was really young, um, if anybody has listened to, I want to say in one of my future Q&A episodes, I had talked about when I, like how I got started in barrel racing and everything. Um, I got me my first barrel, quote unquote barrel horse at 2005, like in 2005 um, and started learning to barrel race and everything. Um, I did not get my first barrel horse till after I had went to a rodeo and everything, or I say a rodeo, a little play day event, and we had borrowed somebody else's horse. And so my parents had bought me my own horse. She was a finished, I think she was like 20 at the time, 19, 20 years old or whatever mare, that she was a high school horse, part like partial college horse. Um, and so... 2005 my parents give me my first horse do a couple clinics a couple rodeos and then we go into 2006 where we're like oh we found this really cool association we're gonna go ahead and get into this and we're gonna see like if I can win a saddle or win a buckle or some one of the points like my parents were like we're gonna go full into this my parents, I was so blessed that my parents had bought me a four horse, uh, quarter, like a living quarter, not living quarters. I've never had a living quarters trailer. Um, a four horse gooseneck. Like it just had the tack room on 
on it, like, and everything, but, uh, I would want to say it was, like, a Logan coach or something like that was the brand of the trailer, I don't know, something like that, and so my parents, they're like, oh, we're gonna get this big four-horse trailer, her, we're gonna haul her, we're gonna, we're gonna haul her brother, we're gonna have all these horses, we're gonna do this rodeo thing, and then, like, it got to the point where my brother really wasn't into the horses as much anymore. He wanted to do, focus more on, like, basketball and baseball and doing those kind of sports instead. So, uh, later on, we had sold the four horse to get a two horse because it was just me hauling one horse. So, we just went smaller. Anyway, going back to 2006... So, I have this finished barrel horse um, that my parents bought me to start off with. Then, got the horse trailer and everything, and my brother's going with us, and I don't think that my brother had entered, but back in 2006, I lost my grandma, very young. Um, she was, I want to say 50, like, just about 50, and I was at a barrel race. And I'm getting ready, like, I think I had just ran my barrels and was getting ready to do my poles. And just right after the barrels, after I finished my barrel run, I remember my parents taking me off my horse, hurrying up and unsaddling her. And I was confused of why everybody was running around and loading up the horse and everything and panicking and me, I think I was only nine at that time, and so, at that time, I was being bullied, and physically abused really badly by the bullies, um, and my parent, like, when I was confused, I was like, I still have other events that I'm competing in, what's going on, and they're like, so-and-so is gonna come pick you up and take you, and you're probably gonna stay the night, we gotta go, your mama's having a heart attack and we got to get to the hospital. So my bully's parents, I had to go and stay with them. And this was before anybody had knew what was going on with that part. Um, every time that I would go over to their house, I would get punched and pinched and just abuse physically I would come home with bruises and stuff every time that I left that house but um turns out that it was a massive heart attack that my grandma had had and she passed away and she passed away I want to say it was like whenever they got the call, they were going to the hospital, and I think that she had passed away on the way to the hospital, so, and I guess that's kind of why I still barrel race, and I'm just trying not to get too much in my head about, I have to do this, I have to do this, it's more of just have fun with it, because that was the last thing that I was doing before my grandma had passed away, was I was at a barrel race and got yanked off my horse and told that we were done for the day and all this fun stuff. Uh, so after that, um, I went to another 
barrel race. I want to say it was like a couple months later. And you know like how at the big barrel races or whatever, they'll have like a little tack trailer. Um, that's got <coughs> bridles and all kinds of like whips and reins and boots and all that fun stuff. Well, at this one, they had the saddle charms. And so I was me and my mom we went to go check it out we're like oh well let's go see like what they have and like see what halters they have or whatever we didn't know that they had saddle charms so we go in there and we're looking around I think we got one other thing I can't quite remember but uh I had seen the saddle charms and they're like the crosses that are on my saddle I think that was all that was there at the time but I was like, I want a saddle charm, and so my mom got me one, and it was the yellow cross. Um, if you follow me on Instagram, I, I don't really talk about, like, my favorite color or anything, but my, like, I have my favorite color, which is yellow. Um, the reason why my favorite color is yellow, because I think of, like, heaven and everything, and it's just one of those things that's like, you know gonna get this because my grandma had just passed away and I want to be closer to her somehow so now and since that day basically every horse that I have been on I have had that yellow cross with me so that she can go ride with me everywhere that I go um I had posted a picture on the story with the question talking about the yellow cross because you could clearly see it in there and I'm looking at like other pictures and everything uh when I was growing up and like I you could barely even see it on there but the picture that I had posted I had a job opportunity to train racehorses in Texas basically to be an exercise jockey and so the picture I was going for my quote-unquote job interview I had to ride I think I ended up riding like two or three horses um so that they can see how I'd handle it um I had the cross with me and I just like would tie it around my belt loop It was just like one of those things like I just really want to have that with me just like all the time especially when I'm riding and just one of those things that like I I hopefully I don't jinx myself but honestly I can say that I have not had a major racing in like injury or anything with that cross and I feel like and it may just be my own insecurities or whatever, but I feel like I'm protected whenever I have that on my saddle. I feel like I'm protected. My horse is protected. Every time that we go in the barrel pen, like, we're good. So, that's the story behind the cross. It's be, like, it's basically in honor of my grandma. And so, it kind of blows my mind because, like, I'm hearing all like the superstitions and everything like I just like recently started hearing about all the superstitions of rodeo and like you're not supposed to put your hat on the bed yet you're not supposed to wear yellow when you go into the 
barrel pin is like I've been having yellow on my saddle for going on 15 years now and it's basically like my good luck charm I call it do I win every time absolutely not but it's one of those things that's not like a winning good luck charm but it's one of those things like I always want to have my momma with me and that's that's what I connect to her so that's the story behind my cross um I had a good bit of y'all like that had said that y'all really wanted to hear it um I hope that it didn't make you cry (laughs) but uh yeah she was I want to say that she might have been no I want to say that I lost my mom's dad my grandpa on my mom's side first I don't I can't remember because they were so close um I had lost one a couple years later and then lost the other so the only ones that I have left alive are my grandpa on my dad's side and my grandma on my mom's side I say grandma we call her the gram anybody that meets her calls her the gram so (laughs) Um, but she's, she's staying with us right now, and that's fun. Um, and then there's another one. I think I had answered, like, I kind of threw it out there on my little questions thing that I had answered it and everything, but I want to kind of go a little bit more in depth about it, because when I had read it, like, and after I had posted that I responded to it and everything, I was like, you know... It sounds a little bit cocky, but I don't think that everybody quite understands where I'm coming from there. And so, like, the other question was, do I consider myself a role model? Um, I do consider myself a role model just because I am the oldest of three. So I have two younger siblings, and I I would like to think that they've looked up to me growing up. Um, especially since my youngest sibling is almost 10 years younger than me. So I'm, I have to set the example, um, especially for her. And then with my brother, me and him are only like a year and so many weeks apart. So there, there's probably been times that he has looked up to me. There's been a couple of times that I've looked up to him. I mean, even though that he is younger than me, but I, that's why I said, like, I I do think that I'm a role model for at least one to two people. And the messages that I've got from some of y'all on Instagram, if you listen to this, I would just like to say thank you because I actually got messages that I was one of their role models. And it's like, how am I a role model to other people that are like closer to my age and I was like well I mean I guess that I can kind of see it but like I never considered myself a role model to other people so it's like when I had said that I know that I'm a role model role model to at least one maybe two people I was referring to my younger siblings because I am an I am the oldest I am the example of two like two younger people um So, just going through life and everything, I am kind of, like, the guide or whatever to, like, for my sister. 
and so she's getting ready to go into high school so we've been talking about different things going on and everything and just trying to get her prepared and she's talking about which friends are going to the same school that she is and what friends that she's not really friends with anymore and it's just like one of those things like you like and I have to like let her understand like yeah you're not gonna have the same friends that you did in junior high you are getting older you are about to go into a much bigger school and everything so that's been like one of the things that I've been helping her with is understanding like no you're not gonna necessarily have all of the have all of your friends that you've grown up with some of them you're gonna outgrow and so I just want to say like thank you to those that messaged me saying that you considered me as one of your role models I didn't think that I would be a role model to any of my Instagram followers or any of the followers on that I have on TikTok or Facebook or whatever like any of my friends that I have so I feel very appreciative that I am considered a role model um, to other people besides siblings but that's why I said that and I feel like a lot of y'all like if you have siblings that like and I don't want to say like all siblings like if you are an older sibling um you should really consider yourself a role model because you do have younger ones that are looking up to you whether you think that they are not uh and my mom had pointed it out to me the other day she goes you like she was like me and her were talking and we were talking about other things and everything too um and talking about how some people that we know in Arizona are doing some things that we wouldn't consider would be logical, I guess you would say. Um, and when we got to talking, some of those people have lost their older siblings. And so they're doing things that are a little bit outlandish that would have a really big impact on their life um and my mom was telling me she's like you know they may have lost older siblings and everything and whatever they're going through she said and she looked at me she goes you know you have people that look up to you and you need to set the example for them and I was like I mean, I understand that I may have people looking up to me. I thought I was, I thought I was doing good. Because she was, like, talking to me about how I need to respect the rules of the house and whatnot. And it wasn't, like, nothing that I did. But we were talking about certain things. And it was like, well, I had to be home before midnight every night. Which I was. But it was one of those things that... I was like, I thought I was home every night before midnight. If I wasn't, then I let you know. And she goes, no, you were good about that. And she's like, I'm glad that you were good about that. Because you you have other people that watch you and everything. Not necessarily talking about like at the barrel races. But just people in general. And she's like, and you have to set that, sta- like, set that standard. Of like understanding like it's, it's considerate and respectful to people like to respect like their wishes or their rules 
um, be considerate of how they're going to feel about certain things. And that's kind of how I grew up and everything like that. Like, I was really... I don't do certain things because I know how I would feel about it. And then I see other people do it. And it's like, well, what the heck? Were y'all not raised right or something? Or did I just get, like, this weird... Did I just get raised the wrong way or whatever? So, because, like, apparently everybody can be, like... I don't, I'm not gonna cuss on here, guys. <laughs> I just thought myself. But as me and my, as me and my siblings call it a bunghole. <laughs> but, uh, like, people don't quite understand, like, hey, and it, it always confused our friends or whatever. It's like, hey, let me know when you make it home. And they're like, why do I need to let you home? You're not my mom. I'm like, well, I mean, <laughs> Just let me know that you made it safely or whatever. And we'd get in a big argument about that with, like, friends growing up. And it's just, like, a considerate thing to do. You don't want somebody to worry about you. But with that being said, my mom was just brought that up the other night. And I was thinking about that. I was like, when she's like, you know, you have people looking up to you. And you're doing really good about, like, setting a standard or whatever. Um and encourage them encouraging to do the right thing and whatever else and not being one like not being a bad kid or anything she's like you never done drugs you never done this you never done that and it's like I mean I didn't have time for anything else so it's like one of those things that I just thought was like common sense like you don't do those so thinking about that is like okay I I can I can kind of see that and it was just like when she had mentioned that it was just like a huh kind of moment for me like I do it's like yeah I I do see that like there are some people that come over and the kids are like just like looking at me like I'm the greatest person that they've ever seen I've had like because I have horses they're like can we go see the horses can we do this can you can you show me this can you show me that and it's like finding out my last little story I found out a couple years ago that one of my bullies that I had grown up with a totally different bully from the ones I got sent home with by my parents um this other bully of mine, we've actually barrel raced together. And she would talk about how terrible of a barrel racer I was to everybody at school. And there would have been times that she would do that, and I would actually do really good that weekend, or she would do very, very poorly. Um, and when I say very poorly, I don't mean like I outran her or anything, but like her horse was too much for her, I feel like, at that point, and the horse would run down the fence. And then she would come to school after the weekend and badmouth me of how terrible of a rider I was. Even though I completed a pattern and she didn't. But I found out a couple years ago, her mom had came up and talked to me after her cousin was in an unfortunate accident. uh, Where there was weapons involved and everything. He survived. But I was talking to her mom when we were visiting him in the hospital, they just so happened to pull up the same, like, about the same time that we were there. 
She goes, oh, yeah, she's been watching you on Facebook. She wants to get back into barrel racing and everything, and she's been asking us to get her another horse. And it was just, like, one of those, like, really? She's been checking up on me on Facebook. We're not even Facebook friends. And she's like, yeah, she's been seeing all the great things that you've been doing and how how great you've been riding and everything. And she's, she talks about how much she misses it and everything. And it's like, if you hear stuff like that, I consider, like, hearing comments like that, like, you are considered a role model if somebody's telling you that. I don't know what else you would consider, but it was just, like, one of those things, like, I can't believe that the people that bullied me growing up and everything after my grandma had passed because after my grandma had passed it got really bad um but after she had passed and everything I was so bullied and everything and now hearing after I haven't been there I think I had left there like after my freshman year and at this point I want to say that I had already graduated a year later when I was talking to her mom and hearing that the bullies that bullied me whenever I was younger and almost drove me to suicide, it was like one of those realizations like, okay, they're coming and stalking me on my Facebook page and I haven't seen them in about five years. And they're seeing what I'm doing. They're like, oh, I want to do that. I want to get back into that. She's doing really good. And so, doing, listening to that and hearing other people, they're like, oh, wow, you're, you're doing so good and you're, like, so encouraging and everything. It's like, yeah, because I didn't let you get to me. And so, realizing that, that I took the step back and looked at it, I could have been mad. Some of it I'm a little bit aggravated about. But, um... I could have been mad. I could have taken it out on everybody. But then I realized that later on, if something that I do really good happens, they're not going to be talking about the people that bullied me. That's not. They're not even going to know their names. So what I want to be able to do, I don't want to be able to shine light on the people that almost destroyed me. But I wanted, I took a step back and I looked at that and I realized that it'll be my story. And it's going to be one of those things that's like, well, she did this and she did that. And it didn't matter what anybody told her. But I want everybody to realize that instead of me being sour about it and treating everybody how everybody had treating me that I want to be more of a person that encourages everybody so it's just one of those things that I don't want to be sour towards anybody and I just want to encourage people to thrive especially with all odds against them so I hope that you guys enjoy this story I'm sorry if this got dark um let me know what y'all think about it. Uh, if you made it this far, thank you. <laughs> but uh, go ahead, like, if you would do me the greatest favor, um, 
like, go leave me a five-star rating, write a review, I know that a lot of podcasters ask about that, but, like, apparently, like, if you write reviews, it's supposed to get your podcasts out there, and, like, sometimes the ratings just aren't enough, apparently. I'm still new to the podcast game, so I'm just now learning this, so... I would really appreciate it if y'all did that. Share this on your social media. I am at shalane.hughes at, on Instagram. And you can follow the Smokin' H Ranch page on Facebook. So, thank you guys so much. And I will talk to y'all next time. Bye, guys.